Hey everybody, welcome to your unpaid therapist. Hello, welcome to another episode of your unpaid therapist. I'm not getting paid. <laughs> I didn't even get a donut. Oh, oh that's, that's, that's sexy though. I like it. I'm Valerie Milagros Ortiz. I don't know. I am your host, Ali Kona. She's away. Brad from work. <laughs> this is your unpaid therapist. Chua. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Welcome. We're so excited to have you here. You are tuning into Your Unpaid Therapist, which is what we are, basically, for each other and for you, always. Uh, I'm Valerie Ortiz. Oh, yeah, huh? It helps us say who you are. <laughs> yes. They know, right? Yes. At this point, no, I hope. Um, just in case. Just in case. My, if you're new, if this is your first episode with us, my name is Ali Kona Bradford. And uh, our fabulous special guest who actually is a therapist, we're just not paying him. I'm not getting paid. <laughs> I didn't even get a donut. <laughs> not a donut next time. <laughs> is hi yeah matt. hello hello What's your name? my name is matt mar hello everybody thank you for having me here excited to be yeah so today we're gonna tackle um harnessing the power to say no which i'm fucking terrible at you guys mm. um i'm getting better though but anyways matt's really good at it by the way yeah, so good in really? a very gracious way oh, i can't you... tell you how many times i've pitched the idea of doing something with him and he's like sugar i would love to but my schedule just doesn't allow it doesn't it doesn't <laughs> but i it love doesn't. that that's i mean yeah. i mean we'll get into it but i think part of uh learning to say no is if you're a type of person like i am where you set an expectation for yourself um, before, when you're saying yes, you're often thinking about the other person. Mm. And so when you're saying no, I realized I'm saying no because I have an expectation of how I would do this. I can't meet my own expectation of this. I would do a really shitty job at this. And that's just not how I want to do things for myself. And it, I'll disappoint you. Yeah. So that's kind of where that's helped me. Yeah. yeah. And it's true. But before we get I know, super I just into went it. In. No, but I like it. Um, our tradition, if you are new here, is um, we do a little round of Never Have I Ever. We pick some cards, and we kind of just go with whatever the card says. So I'm going to start this time. Yeah, the band. Right. I think we used to agree. Okay. Never have I ever. <laughs> glued something Say together that. before. Trespassed on public property. <laughs> oh. Um, oh, I know someone has. Not you by that laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Guilty. Um, I don't. I probably, but no, I don't. I can't think of a, a cool story to go with it. Um, I don't know. Want want boring. You go. You said I you have. Said, you said I have. Favorite. I don't think anybody's gonna find it exciting except for myself. Uh, but when I lived in Vegas, I myself and this person that I was actually dating at the time snuck into Wet and Wild, <laughs> which sounds terrible. Hold on. Oh, the water park? park? This is a water park. Water park. I, that's what I thought it was. And then okay. I was like, yes. And then I was like, wait, it might be different. You <laughs> never know in Vegas. Realized, okay, no, because I said Vegas and someone I used to date. And then that just really. Yeah. That was, I wish it was the other story, though. I, I know. <laughs> okay, guys, I snuck into this. No, that would kidding. be called Wild and Wet. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh, my God. But yeah, the park was closed. They were actually shutting it down to relocate. So me and this person snuck in and took a bunch of pictures, like going down all the slides and stuff wow I know. that's commitment it really is because there was no water so it was just slides right yeah 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 oh why well, i don't know we just thought it'd be fun mm -hmm. but without the water i think it would have been fun if i didn't know that I, some there Thanks was for any asking water and giving me away <laughs> <laughs> I, was no. like, I think so it fun. still would be fun with because you're still going down the slides you could still go like. down without yeah, the water you could still go slides yeah it probably was very dangerous <laughs> Without the water, you're pro we're probably lucky that you're here, Ali Kona. Yeah, that's what I'm imagining. <laughs> yeah, just, ba -boom, ba -boom, ba -boom. Wow. In the heat of Vegas? It was nighttime though. We snuck in oh, at night when the park okay, was closed. Okay. Yeah, I love, I love shit exciting. like that. Yeah, I think that. Oh, that I would love. I would love. I always imagine like when I go to Six Flags or Disneyland, like what it'd be like to hide out and just be there, like you know, like. Yeah. Not at the museum yeah. kind of vibe, something like that. Something like Have that. Have you ever be... snuck into anywhere? 
I remember when I was a kid, one time my brother and I snuck into my Uncle Andy's office, who just lived like three <laughs> blocks down from our house. But so it wasn't really a public place, but we snuck into his office because we knew, because we wanted to get, he had ice cream bars. And we, every time we would see my Uncle Andy, <laughs> he'd give us an ice cream bar. <laughs> well, everybody called him A.W., but we called him Uncle Andy. So anyway, um, he ran for governor one time of Oklahoma, but he had to leave the state because he had a warrant out for his arrest. But that's another oh, story. Dang. Uncle Andy was a character. But anyway, and he was a character. Because we went into Uncle Andy, and so we were looking for the ice cream. My brother started looking around, and he found a stack of Playboys. And that's Ooh. the first time I saw boobs. <laughs> and I knew I was a homosexual. <laughs> <laughs> so that was the first and last time I snuck on public property. That is so funny. <laughs> uh, besides boobs. <laughs> <laughs> true, though. <laughs> true. So you had the ice cream and the Playboy. That's that true. Yes, that's what I had. But okay, it's me. my turn. Yes. Never, never have I ever. <laughs> never have I ever, ever, ever. Hold ever, on. Ever. Wait. I'm sorry, y'all. I Wait, ran out of my glue stick. That's and okay. So you know, some of them are sticking oh, together. Oh, what's that I one? I have ever. Um, shit. I wasn't supposed to say that. Why read the question? My bad. Never have I ever stayed with strange men in a foreign country. Oh. Wait. Oops. Get the card. Sign me up for that one. <laughs> it's not, it's not, I mean, it's not as glorious as it sounds. Um, so, uh, you know, I'm an adventurer and a traveler, and I wanted to go to Italy. And my friend was like, oh, I know some guy who is a guy who's a friend of a friend of a friend who dated a friend of mine. Ooh. That's a lot of friends. Yeah, and they, she gave me his email address, and she was like, if you just like, email him, like, maybe he'll give you a place to stay. And I said, okay, but I'm going to get to know this person. So over the course of a few months, me and this person would email back and forth. Not like interested romantically, just sure. whatever. And I was in my, I was probably 22, 23, and he was 28. So to me, I was like, that's old. And he lived with his parents. So yeah. I was like, how dangerous could you be? You're 28 and you live with your mom and dad, which is very common in Europe, Italy. Um, but... Uh, yeah, and so I just hopped on a plane, and my friend was like, yeah, I'll meet you there. Okay, cool, and so I flew in at 9 a.m., and she wasn't going to get in until 9 p.m., and I remember getting off the plane, and then going, what the hell am I doing? I don't know anybody here, and I definitely don't know this person, but I'm just going to go walk into the lobby and hope that these people are real nice, or this person, which he showed up with eight of his friends. Wow. They, it was an American girl. They were like, ooh, okay, so there were... Eight. Oh, you're the American girl, so they were all like one American Whoa. girl and eight Italian men. Ooh, yeah, sign me up. <laughs> but they, it was cute. They had this sign that was like "Benvenuto," which means welcome, and then all these weird phrases like "the cat is under the table" and just random shit they learned in English class. That is, that's yeah. so cute. Yeah, but they didn't speak English to me until the end of the night because they were all shy. So then I was even more like, "What the fuck am I doing?" Because my Italian is very minimal too, oh and I spent the whole day in Venice like, "Ooh, this is so awkward." You but know, it got these, good. It, what is it? How how long have we been on? Not very long. And you're, I mean, I just feel like I want to know more. I know. So if you're new to us <laughs> and new to Alicona like this, I mean, you're sneaking into water parks at night. You're like meeting eight Italian men. I mean, <laughs> I mean come on. You do on. some dumb shit, but it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> come on. This is, you're welcome, everybody. <laughs> It gets better. Go I know. On. That's what I'm better. saying. This is so exciting. I'm all, I have, I have nothing. What about you? Like, I don't even remember the question. Oh, if I stayed with, no, I have not stayed, stayed with someone. Um, I haven't. I wish, but I have not. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, let's, let's let you never have I ever. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to, I think I'm going to pick a yellow one. I don't feel like I've picked a lot of yellow or did we already pick a yellow? I picked one yellow, but it's okay. Um, oh, read the question never have i ever sabotaged a friend because you both like the same person i have not like people ask because on my my podcast my my friend is also we're called reality gay so he's gay too and we've been friends for like 20 years and they're always all like oh do y'all like go for the same man and luckily i will say find a bestie who has a totally different type than you <laughs> we never like the same guy and well, also, I jokingly say two bottoms don't make a night. But <laughs> <laughs> so, like, we never, so I'd never, I don't think I would ever sabotage a friend because I would be like, I mean, I'll be honest, like, ain't no dick that special. No. You know what I mean? It's just not. <laughs> I love it's just, that. No. Y'all went, no. What about y'all? 
not sabotage. I remember um, in middle school because my one of my best friends, uh, Karina and I, we we just weren't the cool girls, blah, blah, blah. And we talk about this all the time. Um, we were super shy and whatever. And there was one day that we were like, OK, like on the count of three, like both of you us are gonna say who we think is like cute and we're like one two three we're like pablo and we're like ah! <laughs> like we both thought pablo was so cute um but it was that's it it was just like super funny and so whatever and pablo didn't like any of either of us um and it was what it was and we were attracted to kind of the same guys and i'm in in middle school the pools mm, yeah yeah um yeah. but now we're not well maybe i don't know um I love that the last time you were single was like in middle school. And then that's not the gap. last time I was single. <laughs> Dang. Listen, <laughs> this is how rumors are starting. Yeah, 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 yeah. Back up, back up. Back, back, back it up. Um, no, but that's the, but no, sabotage, hell no. Because um, again, it's kind of like what you were saying. There, listen, there is no, no, no man that I will, that would ever come between a friend and I. Like, Magic Mike. No, I'm hell, kidding. no, I'm kidding. I'm totally no, kidding. none, literally I'm none. Kidding. Like, sorry, y'all, none, nothing. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. What about you? No, I've never sabotaged anybody. Uh, never been sabotaged. I have, when I was in high school, liked somebody that, like, I was a cheerleader. So I was an acquaintance with somebody who was a, also a cheerleader, and we'd say hello. And I thought her boyfriend was really cute, and we were friends. But other than that, that's as shady as I get. <laughs> so we are good people. That's what I'm giving yes, them. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That was a funny one. Did I? Uh, I had the boring you, one. Yeah. I oh, or, did you want a fun one? Do you no, want to do another well, one? No. It was a fun one. It was boring for me. You took all the fun you for did, it. So yeah, it was yeah. perfect. Alicones just live more of a life than us, Val. That's, that's what it. it seems like. And, I, it. and this is why we're good. We balance each other out, right? Because where I'm boring, she's going to be fun. Um, <laughs> it's where I do dumb shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love it. It's so exciting. Um, our topic. Yes. Yes. Uh, no. You know. No, yes, no. 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 The topic no. is say no. no. I know. Say no. Just yes. say no. Do you remember that, Dare? Yes. Um, yeah, oh, golly, just I say love no. Dare. It worked for me. I never did drugs, you guys, ever. Really? I've never, this been, is a, I've never been drunk. Gosh. Now you just got boring. Yes. Score. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You've never been drunk and you haven't drunk, done drugs. Okay, balance. 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 Hashtag balance. <laughs> Hashtag balance. This wasn't even a question, but I'm glad you brought it up. We've learned so much. You're, I, just, you're spilling all the tea. What's in your drink, sugar? Um. Okay. So, yeah. So, why? And we've talked about this a lot, obviously. The whole saying no, the people-pleasing. Um why was it so important for you to talk about that? Like in it being, because obviously it's relatable. It's a superpower that I'm learning how to harness, mm. but I think that we go through a lot of our lives not knowing how to say no. I mean, unless you come up privileged and maybe, no, I say privilege, privilege your parents taught you or privilege, like legit privileged and you just don't care. Um, but uh, it's been, super like I always can you do this for me yeah sure and even though it switches my schedule around I'll still do it um and sometimes it's so subconscious like stuff like that where if somebody needs something I will bend over backwards to make this happen or that happen or you guys everybody in this room even my crew uh, oh that sounded so pretentious my crew that no we are a team. I'm not judging there's a team but here. everyone here knows that like I dog sit and I and um I have like multiple people. I'm always at somebody's house. And if some date doesn't work out, I'm trying to rearrange my life so I can make sure that I'm there for them. And I have a life too. And I have projects I want to work on, but I'm not working on them because then I have, I'm great. I'm an expert, you guys, at having guilt feelings and guilting myself to where I don't do stuff because mm. I feel bad. Oh, I feel bad. This person is, okay, I'll just work on this project tomorrow. It's always, there's always tomorrow. So, so yeah. you and and like what I hear right away is um, you can you're comfortable and you've gotten comfortable and so used to being able to disappoint yourself, but you don't want to disappoint other people. Yes. And so many of us do that. And then and we were talking about this a little bit earlier, but like at what age or has it changed for you? Like, is that something that started when you were younger, oh, yeah. um, which I know we've talked yeah. about, which I would I would probably say yes, but like. How is it different now? Hmm. Well, I'm going to 
ooh, not hit the mic. That's what I'm not going to do, but I'm going to choo, choo, choo. I'm going to back it up real quick from my early childhood. Um, And uh, just say that because I grew up in a home in an environment where not excelling was not okay and not doing what was expected of me was not okay. So, and even if it was like, you need to learn how to speak up. Ah, you need to learn how to speak up, speak your mind. And I was such a quiet child. So when I did speak up, if the opinion that I had was not of the liking of my father, then all of a sudden it was like, well, you don't know what you, you know what you're talking about. You're just an airhead and, da, 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 and I'd be called all sorts of names. So it's like this weird trying to figure out, but you told me to speak up, but I'm not supposed to speak up because when I do, I'm wrong. So when right. you're a kid, you learn that your opinion is not valid. So you just keep your opinion to yourself and you tippy toe around other people because you don't want to be on the receiving end of someone else's anger. And again, that's a child adult relationship. So that's why it's such a strong innate feeling that my brain made these electrical connections. So as an adult, even though I know better instinctually, my subconscious guides me to behave as I did as a child. Now, what has changed is that I've done a lot of work on myself. I'm still not an expert at no by any means, um, but I've gotten better because I realize sometimes when I'm doing the thing to make someone else's life easier versus my own. Mm. I, I, I think you illustrated such a great point of, I used to, I when I was, did school and therapy school and all that. And then I started seeing clients. I think I went into doing therapy thinking I, a lot of people think, but why do I do this? What, what is my why? And a lot of times that's act. We're all actors. Like, what is your why? And all that. Da, 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 da. <laughs> um, but you know, but I, I thought about, honestly, like I've done a lot of improv training I and mean, improv. It's all about the where, what, when the why isn't really ever there. It's about all the other stuff. And I thought, well, what if kind of I like, think about this in therapeutic terms a lot of times we know the why mm. we know the mm. why it's so i actually found with my clients it wasn't for most of them figuring out why they do something we most a lot of us know why but mm. it is the what when how like how does it show up what behaviors does it cause when do I need to acknowledge these behaviors? When do I need to change them? What can I do that's a different behavior than I've been doing that disconnects me from that why? To me, it's all the other stuff that's the really hard part. Like yeah. that that awareness comes and I feel like you just opened the book. That's what I feel like. I um, So many things went through my head when you said that, um, especially specifically the, the you know the why. Um, going back to how I relate to the saying no and, and now kind of correlating it with the why situation. So I was in a relationship for a really, really long time. Um, and I wouldn't say so much of like being a people pleaser or anything like that, but I think towards, there was a point that there's, um, I wanted commitment and I want children and whatever, I'm getting older. And, um, a lot of stuff happened in the relationship so the timing wasn't right but after things and we've talked about this um after things kind of like slowed down or whatever then there was that point where it's just like okay like what's going on and we had the conversation a lot um and that was kind of when i left that and was just like okay like no like i can't keep doing this and we and again like the hardest thing is walking away from somebody you're still in love with because they don't know why, according to them, they can't commit or don't want the same things or whatever. They can't. So their their thing was, and, you know, we talked about going to therapy, whatever, that didn't happen, but his whole thing was like, I don't know why. So to hear you say, and I agree with you, like I'm like bull fucking shit. You know why you just, you're afraid to say it. You don't want to, whatever. You're being selfish, all the things. You don't want to pinpoint it. You don't want to let me go. So many things. I don't know. But like, I agree. Like, I think we all do know why. Now, why we don't admit it or why. So I'm curious is like, so all the other things that don't come up i don't know but i do agree like i i, I do think it's bullshit when somebody says i don't know why i i 100 yeah that's been my experience and yeah. i think what that ties into like this idea of 
for me, I mean, I appreciate, I felt a little bad. I was like, do I always tell Ali Conan no? Said, <laughs> he does, though. He really does, except for this. He said yes to this. No. I was like, oh, my God. Okay. No, and, but see, like, thank you, though. But I think that's, one, you're hella freaking busy. So. I'm, I'm, my life is stupid busy, right? But it's Sorry. finally Sorry busy with the stuff I wanted to be be busy with. Well, and I think also, too, it's. Uh, Hold on. Let me just call over you. Oh, yeah. I've, um, you know, I've worked. Luckily, our podcast took off and like it's now become my life. And so it's just that's the thing that's on fire right now. And it's the thing I've dreamt about. So it's just I kind of my dream is on fire right now and I want to give it all of my fuel. And so that's a lot of that, too. Um, but 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 I do love with podcasting. I feel like other podcasters support other try really try to support other podcasters because the more we uplift podcasting, the more it just helps podcast i think in general um but you know i'm you probably think being no is hard i'm people pleaser too and so that was something that i all and so for me the reason why how i developed telling no is that i lost friendships because i would say yes to people and then fail them and so the thing i was afraid of was if I don't say yes and someone's not going to like me and they're not going to be around me. And because I kept saying yes, I've self-fulfilled that prophecy and that's what happened. Because I didn't. I said yes to something and then I couldn't back it up and do my shit. And I upset people. I disappointed people. I hurt their feelings. I made them feel not a priority at all. And they did the right thing and said, I need to be with some, I need to have a friend or a business or someone who, follows their word and shows up. So that's really, it's not the best way to learn to say no. It sucked. But uh, I don't always learn things the quickest or the easiest. Um, so that's why where I'm like, okay, well, somebody might be a little disappointed now, but maybe I won't be able to work on a project with them, but I'll still like go to dinner with them and let them like, and have it then connect with them, you know? So anyway. He did take me to pizza. I did. I did take it to pizza. That's the best. Are you good at no? Party people in the house tonight. Oh, shoot. I'm supposed to be doing a commercial, aren't I? Hi, friends. We interrupt this singing break just to say hello. Thank you for tuning in. We really appreciate your support. But guess what? Even though you're listening, you could be watching too. And how do you do that? subscribe to our patreon we have tons of perks there including the opportunity to help co-host the show suggest topics and even if you never have i ever so plus we drop some episodes early so check us out on patreon but in the meantime enjoy the rest of your show back to the podcast i am i'm so much better at no honestly like after I, I, um, you don't know this so I went through a divorce said no to that and chose myself after this last relationship I was uh, with um, a guy for almost seven almost seven years we didn't quite get there but um, that after that and spending some time alone and realize and again um, just really honing in on like the things that I need to do for me and and doing that and leaving that was huge um yeah. now I've gotten so much better at saying no and and not in like a mean way but in like a I just because I've realized especially spending so much time alone how much I need to to charge yeah. and and what those how specific those things are and like you know like there's certain like okay no I need which is weird because I was never the need want to be alone chick and now I'm like, no, I need quiet time. I need my space. I need time alone. No, I need to do this workout. And we're very similar with that. Like, well, I need to release. Um, so it's gotten so much easier saying no. Very similarly, because I just know, like, if I'm not charged up, like, I'm not going to be there with you. Like, I'm going to be here. Mm -hmm. you know? um, Can I just say, I am so proud of you. Because I do remember we have been friends throughout I knew I met you when you were married. I knew you when you were going through your divorce. I knew you when you were in your six, almost seven year relationship. And when that ended, I know being alone was scary for you because you were I mean, think about it, like then since high school with somebody. And so you really embraced being alone and doing things by yourself and getting to know yourself. And that's such a cool thing to watch and then I always I always congratulate Val because when you were on the dating scene if there was something you didn't like you were quick to be like okay no I'm good 
I'm too nice for that shit. Like I'm like, oh, I don't. I feel bad. And you're like, nope. I remember about you guys. Hilarious. Hilarious. Because let me tell you, Matt. Okay, and I'm gonna try to keep my mouth this way. That's no, that's why fine. I'm not yeah. looking at you, but um. No, I'm just kidding. So Val is, you know, online dating or whatever, and she met this guy, and I don't know where this is going. Yeah, she did. Val, Val, yeah, just, I love that you weren't scared. You were like, no, you like, leaned in. I was like, ooh, what is she, which one she's going to choose? Well, first of all, people <laughs> lie. People lie on their profiles, and, you know, the common one is that they're taller in their profile than they are in real life. So already the guy shows up and he's like shorter than what he said he was going to be. And then Val was like, he had these really tiny hands. Oh. <laughs> they were just so that tiny. That was the first one. No, no, no. And then she said, I just couldn't see myself like holding hands with him. And we had dinner. And I just kept looking at his tiny hands. By the way, you gave him way more credit. So we, we never even went to dinner. This oh. man wanted to do a wine and a walk. Came, showed up with no wine. We walked to Trader Joe's, y'all. Like he got walked. It was just all bad. Then he said he was six feet tall. I, we were locking eyes. Like there was no like you know looking. Put about chin up. five three, you guys. Yeah, five two and a half, but five. It doesn't matter. Like dead on looking at this man straight in the face. I was like, but why? Like why? Like I'm gonna see you. So like right away, I'm like this is awful. And then yeah, his hands. I forgot about they. They're just so small. <laughs> wow. I like hands. That's really random, but I like a man's no, hands. No. I'm attracted I to like. Some good hands. I like hands Fun too. Fact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't I'm, know. Because if they're too, I don't know. Well, it makes sense. A lot of people, I'm not, but a lot of people are into feet. So if true, into true, feet, true. why can't somebody be into hands? Yeah, not that I'm just like, oh, nope. I got a cousin. <laughs> she's into ears. No lie. Really? Oh, Loves I've your never ears. I've heard that one. She, when we were little kids, she played with our ears and then she would date. I was like, who are you dating? She's like, oh, I'm dating Scott. He's got the cutest ears. Oh. And I'm like, whatever, girl. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> That is so funny. I like that one. You do you. <laughs> I don't get that. I I mean, also, too, it's why would you want to date someone who doesn't, who lies so much? I, I haven't even started into the online dating. I mean, I, I you know, I think like, you know, whenever I, um, but I, I I've mentioned before on the show that like my father passed away and I went home to take care of him uh, to caretake for him and after my dad passed and we were we were glad he was not suffering anymore but I kind of said to the universe I don't want to take care of anybody anymore and so you know I got I like you know I like uh you know I got my this is months years later a year later I'm like I you know I'm all woo woo I got my tarot cards I took half a gummy I'm feeling good I'm like and I'm like tarot cards do I need to start dating now because you know I was like six months out of relationship and they the tarot cards basically were like no bitch <laughs> and I was like but really you know what I mean so then so then later that night I was like well you know what I'll download Grinder again it's been a long time and so, like, Grinder, at first was all like, I put it on my phone. It was like, bitch, where you been? Like, you know, it didn't know. No, but it was like dusting cobwebs. I've never really, like you, I've never kind of, I was in the, online dating was starting to happen. Apps were more of a hookup thing. So I've never really, I've never done the online dating thing either yet. And I, because I still don't want to date right now. And I know I don't want to date because I opened the Grinder app and, like, I feel about my profile. Oh, I did all the stuff again, you know. Put a picture up, and I'm sitting there, and I hear like, Bloop, and I was like, "Oh, first message!" And I pulled it up, and this guy said he didn't have his p picture on his profile, and I was like, "What?" And he said, "Hi," and then like you see, like on a text that they're sending something, I was like, "Oh, he's gonna send a picture." He sent me a picture of himself in a diaper. <laughs> Stop! <laughs> wow! And I was like, the universe just said, "Bitch." You said you don't want to take care of anybody, so I'm going to give you this asshole in a diaper that you're going to have to take care of his ass. And I threw, I went, no, and I threw my phone across the room and I, got, and I deleted the app. She's not ready. I'm not ready. Wow. That, you know I'm not shaming. If you want to be in a diaper, that's fine. Listen, we're not diaper shaming. I am but just But that's not my life. The universe, like, like shouting so, at you. And I think that is, and I bring that up because that's another reason I try to say no now because it, why, I know you're like, how are we go, but it's true. 
because it's an why I think we don't say no is because it's an avoidance of pain or discomfort. And so we don't say no in the moment because we don't want to be uncomfortable. But I, what I've learned is that if I say no now, then it'll be maybe a little discomfort. If I don't, if I say yes now, it's probably going to lead to pain or guilt or shame or resentment and all that kind of stuff. And so it's just I it's. I mean, I w- that is probably the thing. If I could go back and tell my 13-year-old self, like, be really good at saying no. Yeah. And I wonder, like, I kind of feel like culturally, at least for me, and I'd say maybe for you, I'm not sure I don't want to speak for you, but, like, and, and just relationship-wise, too, like, you know, my mom – she she was always the doer she did all the things she she didn't say no you know mm, she she did the same. dinner she did she worked you know she took my brother here and me over here my dad was taken care of like all the things yep. and 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 so seeing that growing up felt was hella normal but now as a woman and i'll never forget like when i went through my divorce um my mom came you know helped me you know move out blah blah, blah and we took a trip to the grand canyon and we had the best like woman to woman like best friend conversations where I got to just know my mom as a woman which was so amazing and then also realized like the everything that she was and that I saw her be wasn't she did because that's what she saw but not because it's who she is and even knowing that is like dang you know and it almost made me feel a little sad for my mom because my mom is outgoing. She would be traveling. She'd probably be in school. There's so many, like so many things that she would do. And I'm like, dang, but it it was so interesting for me because I was like, that's, that's where my pattern started clearly, you know? And like, I thought I needed to get married and do things like this, like this, like this. And, and then I was kind of in another relationship, not too long after, you know, it's just like, because that's what you did. You were in a relationship and then you wanted to get married and then you had kids and, so seeing that my mom not very just saying yes to all the things made that feel super normal mm, that actually hit a spot like for me because my mom so my mother was the breadwinner in our family my dad had wonderful intentions he was intelligent too intelligent sometimes because other people didn't get him he'd be light years ahead of everybody else inventing things all sorts of things but he also had demons right so he was an alcoholic as well and i think that prohibited him from excelling in life Mm -hmm. that and depression um but because of those things my mom was the caretaker my mom went to work uh my dad sat on the couch he either sat on the porch when we lived in north carolina and stared out into the abyss and came up with the ideas started companies they would fail back to back and each failure led to more depression and here's my mom like coming home after eight nine hours of work um cooking dinner for everybody once i went plant-based she was cooking two different dinners for everybody and just handling everything the bills my dad had debt she was helping pay off his debt because he'd have an invention and an idea and spend a bunch of money and it wouldn't work out um at one point she's gonna be girl write this don't script. Listen, don't listen to this don't listen to this mom um but he mean at one point he ten, he took like ten thousand dollars out of their savings thinking he was gonna make a bunch of money um patenting this idea and it didn't work out and i remember being very little and hearing her on the phone calling him like crying and yelling at the same time and my mom is not a yeller freaked out because she saw the bank account and you know Mm. back back in the day i'm not going to say what decade it was because it might age me Mm -hmm. but back in those days ten thousand dollars was a lot of money yeah you know um so all that to say is my mother was a caretaker and she paid for everything so now as an adult it's like even when i'd go on dates it feels really weird to have somebody pay and you guys know like i am in a relationship and when we first started dating even then i was like i should offer to pay my half because my mom even would take me to dinner and we'd go Dutch. And people would be like, wait, you went Dutch with your mom? Well, yeah, I gotta pay my share, you know? And so it's taken me time and we do go out and now my partner and I, we take turns paying. But even, there's always that, um, whether it shows or not, I don't know, he's listening, but there's always that deep seated guilt, like when this other person pays and I'm like, oh, I should be doing that. Whereas most women, it's like, no, he's taking you out. Like, he should pay for you. I'm like, I, do, I just don't come from that. It's so foreign mm-hmm. to me. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, we've talked a lot about that, and that is interesting. I think it's hard um, to let people take care of you. It is. Yeah, that it's, too. My mom was the caretaker, so it's, it's like hard, yeah. especially when you're so used to being that person. It, it's so funny. We talked on a, a a previous show about fear failure, and uh, what it there's it's a movie that was nominated. I think Colin. Oh, so it was an animated movie that was, I think, either won the Oscar or was nominated for like animated short. But it's this beautiful scene of this kid riding a horse, and there's like a horse and a fox, and they're all whatever talking. And he asked the fox, "It's Colin, Colin, um, not Colin Farrell, Colin. Oh, I'm terrible with names. But anyway, uh, he's him saving Mr. Banks. Uh, anyway, um, but he, uh, the, the line that says, "What's this? What's the uh, bravest thing you've ever done?" And the fox says ask for help because often when we ask for help we think we've failed but actually when we the only way we succeed a lot of times and the bravest thing we can do is to know that we need help doing something and so it's just but that's just a not in our culture and b not in a culture for women especially in our in around the world but especially in our country to, for that that is so true you don't want to be the helpless female or at least I don't. And you know that even that is interesting now because that's almost even con gone to I think an extreme with some women where it's almost like well, I can do everything for myself and to, and so it's like almost like you have Ugh. to prove yourself. I in hate a way. super mom, super woman. So, yeah, so I hate all like, those superlatives because it's so much pressure on women. Yes, yes. So it's, it's so it's a funny little place to find that balance. Um, and I, what I found to the more, and not in a, like a, I'm amazing and da, 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 but like self-worth, I think has been a big thing for me. And I feel like, I think it's a journey that you're on as well because of what we've talked about. But, um, because you would do, you do, not you would do, you do so many things for other people all the time. Like, and so it's just, even hearing you talk about certain things, it's it just makes me feel sad that like that like you don't think you're worth people doing those for you. And that's like even you know, like that's crazy to think because you would not even think half a second to do it to other people and for other people mm -hmm. all the time. Mm -hmm. So just remembering that because you are that person, so let other people be that person to you and show you like I'm just giving you what you give. Mm -hmm. And that's so hard, but I, I love seeing you practice that and mm -hmm. be accepting of those things because I know it's not easy, mm -hmm. but yeah. We were actually having this conversation last, was it last night? Um, I'm y'all emotional. Uh, but as we mentioned in a past episode, uh, like my dog just passed away. Prior to that, like, ugh, like a year and a half ago, my little kitty passed away. Both devastated me. Um, and I didn't tell people because I didn't want to bother people. Like my cat passed away on Christmas Eve. And I was like, you know, because Val and I had talked, but I was like, she's at home with her family and she's having such a good time. So how dare I rob her of that? You know, and at the same time, I didn't want people's pity, you know, because Matt, you were like, hey, just you get it over with and like post it on social. And I'm like, no, I don't want to hear like 100 people feeling sorry for me. That's the worst feeling. And then even like with Lonnie Kai, when she passed away, like I waited a few days. The only reason Matt contacted me is because I was supposed to meet somebody on Zoom, my friend in Canada, and I had to cancel on her. Thank because God. That night, um, you know, Lonnie Kai, I took her to the hospital um, and my friend in Canada, I canceled her rehearsal. She messaged Matt. She's never met Matt except for in a Zoom because, again, she's in Canada. Messaged Matt to tell Matt something's going on. Go check on her. And that's the only reason he found out because I wasn't going to tell him. And, the only, and, and Val at the time was celebrating. Um, tell them. Please tell them <laughs> why. Because I need you to say it coming out of your mouth. Tell them what I was celebrating, why she couldn't call me. What? Guys, I love it. You're all emotional. Him. She went, This is some bullshit. It was bullshit. Yeah. I told her, I was mad. I was like, Let me tell you. I was like, Don't you ever. It was like, I was celebrating like a month anniversary, y'all. And mind you, like, I was excited, but I was like, You have been my friend for how long? I was like, The fact that, like, 
you just texted me this long ass paragraph telling me your dog died. I was like, but you're at work. So I was like, you only get that out. But I was like, that is disrespectful. I was like, <laughs> and I sent her a voice text, but I was like, I am not calling you on the phone right now because you said you were at work. But if you ever, because I'm like, <laughs> you are my friend. Like, what are you interrupting? Nothing. 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 I don't know. You really like him. It does And I was like, okay. it's a happy moment. And I don't want to put my sad crap on you while you're happy and like ruin that for Bananas. you. Bananas. And it's funny because my, uh, my boyfriend said he's very similar to you. He was like, oh, it's funny. Like, I understand where she's coming from. And I'm like, I guess, but like not your close friends. Like you should, I guess everybody's entitled to feel how they feel. And if that's, and that's obviously how you processed a second, mm -hmm. you know, situation. So that's your process. Right. And now I know that I guess for me, it was very important for you to know that like, no, like it's okay. Like there's nothing to whatever, you know, unless my parent is dying or something right. that mm -hmm. I'm not going to want to be there for you or that you can't call, you know, but that is who she is. Like, that's exactly the thing. It's like, you felt guilty I'm a yeah, master of yeah. guilt and being a burden because I was a burden growing up. Yeah. So yeah. that's why I'm always feeling like I'm a burden on other people mm -hmm. when I'm telling you about my problems or something is going on with me. So I just keep it to myself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that even just hearing that, oh, I was like, oh, uh, and I was like, you were alone. Like, uh. But I, but you know what though, that, that voice text meant so much to me. Like, I appreciate that. And I appreciate your friendship and of course your friendship too. I'm sorry. I'm trying to balance like my, my mouth on the mic and looking at Matt at the same time. It's very challenging, but, um, but, and unfortunately stuff like these events, they do happen, but it does make you realize like you two were the two people that were so concerned, um, but yeah, it, it just it felt good knowing that the, that you guys did care that much to um, be there for you. Yeah, yeah. I I I think the I believe the most human thing we can do in life is validate another human's pain. Full stop. And so if you're not able to do that, why are you here? You know, and I think that cuz we can validate the joy and we can live in that but it's actually validating, um, not even sometimes, you don't even have to agree with it, but just saying, I see it. I'm sorry that you are going through this. I don't even, maybe don't, I mean, we both got it in this case because we've both had pets, but, or had, but even if I don't get it, I still see it. It's important. It is, it, and I see you. And so I think that it's, you know, it's, um, and, I think it's I I'm I can be like when my parents got divorced in high school, people would say, How are you, Matt? Are you how are you doing? And I'd be like, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. So that was me, like I'm I'm teacher's pet, all that kind of stuff. So I relate to that a lot. Um and it's it, it's I, I think it honestly changed me a lot of when my dad died and I had to talk about it on a podcast because I tell stories about my family all the fucking time because my family's nutso and I love them. But um, I started, so I told all the stories of my dad, then I can't. And so my podcast and our partner were like, well, how do we do that? He's like, well, just talk about it. And I, I didn't want to talk about it at first because I didn't want so many people coming at me. I was like, I don't want to be sad, Matt. I'm a comedian. I'm funny. I don't like people listen to our show. And so, but it was overwhelming, but I mean overwhelming in a, in a positive way, the like joy and the, the concern, because what it did and what it does whenever we see someone else's pain, it made me realize I wasn't alone in this experience and I wasn't the only one because you feel like the best thing that someone said to me was, I'm so sorry that you and I are in the same club right now because it's a club none of us want to be in. And I was like, I'm in a club. I'm not the only person going through the death of a parent. Like, and so that's just, you know, what you went through with your aunt was like, that is, you know, I remember like my dog having attacks and being stressed out and taking to the vet and going through all of that. And it's, it's a club, you know? And so it's just because we, isolation is just something that it, it breeds disease. So it's just wonderful to connect. Which is 
why like this podcast was so important for me it's just that it's like being able to hear people that you might see on instagram and you see these highlight reels um and you see that hustle mentality and that like i got it all together and i'm doing all the things and there's another photo shoot like i look so beautiful you know there um, are some actor friends that they post everything they do they're like, I called five people for him. I'm like, okay, boo, I get it. I get it. You want to show, you want someone to see your work. We see it. I get As, it. Yeah. I get and it. look, more power to you, right? Um, but yeah, and we've talked about this all the time is like being able to have those things of just like, yeah, like you might have seen us on TV, movies, doing the things. Um, but like, it's as hard as it is to have those conversations and not, and not be, and show the part that everybody's not used to seeing you. Because I'm similar. Like, it's like, I'm the strong friend. I'm the uh, positive person all the time. And I actually, <laughs> funny, my ex-husband once said to me, like, I, I wasn't feeling great or whatever. And he's like, oh, but he's like, but you're always the positive one. And I was like, that's so unfair. Like, that's, so That's some bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. But- like, because you get to be depressed and have all the this trauma and all the things. and And, and that's okay because that's what you've whatever and so and i and i'm just now always having to be the person to just everything's okay and i'm like "Ah," that's why you know things got exhausting but um Mm. i i love that this can happen and we can talk about like damn that was so shitty or that was so great like you know you wrote these movies and you didn't even go to school for writing and like they're being made like you know all the things right and then being real and having an insight on real life you know that's sometimes yeah. so hard to and all talk this about. from talking about the word no meaning that because when you saw when you, it's like an improv i did a lot of in, like the first rule of improv is if somebody comes up to a scene and says hey i'm gonna go to 7-eleven do you want to come if i say no then the scene stops there's nothing else we can do and i think that's so true in life where improv, you know, it's that rule of, I made a joke about it before we started, like, yes and. But if I said, yes, I want to go to 7-Eleven and let's rob it. Well, now we have a scene. <laughs> yeah. Now we have something to, to work with. And that's so true in life that, like, here you talked about, like, gu- being a guilt and being bur- burdened. But by sharing how you felt by that, kind of releasing that no was another level of connection as friends and as listeners. So it just, it, it's a yes and to life. Yeah, when, so... I do want to add, it's not my show, but I'm curious because you both are actors. Is there ever a role that you wish you would have said no to? That you were on (laughs) set and you were like, that you could talk about? I mean, I don't get as many offers as Val does yet. So if I get a role, I'm like, well, because I think as actors, we always like, yes, I'll take that role. I'll take that role. But like when you were starting out, like I once did, like it was like this whole student game show. And I said, yeah, I'll host this student game show. <laughs> oh, yeah, and it was like at a school thing. And oh my, it was like, they were, I was hosting these kids were running around. Some guy fell and like broke his foot, but they were going to continue doing it. And so I'm the host of the show and he's like trying to play the game and he's whimpering and crying. And I'm like, and that's been <laughs> run it off guys or whatever it was called. It was so, I was like, please, if I'm ever famous, don't let this show in the light of day. It looks like. It was terrible. Terrible. I definitely <laughs> did a movie where it was like the first lead that I got. And it was like horror type movie. And it, it just, I was looking at it when I read the script. I was like, first lead. You know, it didn't look like it was going to be, you know, like stay in the indie market. So I was like, not a lot of people will see it. It's cool. Like I'll, you know, I could fail at this and, mm-hmm. and it's not going to be huge. Um, But it looked fun, right? I uh-huh. get to do like some cool stunts or whatever. My lead actor was a lawyer. So he wasn't even an actor. And so <gasps> I was, So when you get to set and you start doing these scenes with this person who doesn't act, I was like, <laughs> and then we had this one scene in a car where I had to like kiss him and he was like super sweaty, like already kissing a stranger is like whatever, but like sweaty, sweaty y'all. And I'm a sweater, so I can say that with all respect because as a woman, I sweat a lot. But this man was dripply, dripply. And... <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. Like, that's the worst. So that's the, like, I'll never. Did he even have the lip sweat when you kissed him? Oh! And then it was lower budget, so it's not like they weren't doing touch-ups like normally, like, in between scenes before you do it again. Somebody's in there taking care of sweat. Oh, it was so bad. I was like, 
I was, and the poster's actually cute. But <laughs> I was. <laughs> You know, the picture's cute. <laughs> At least the poster's cute. But I was like, I hope nobody ever sees that. See, okay, now, but wait, hold on, because now that we're bringing hosting, like, I've done my share of hosting stuff. So I did do a show where I dragged somebody into it that's, like, they're really well-known choreographers because the person who hired me was like, yeah, we're doing something for LA Fashion Week. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. So I got my friends involved, and they're, like, big time, okay? So they got all these dancers to do it. Um, I'm a former dancer as well. Not that that matters. Um, and I show up to the address, and it was at a bowling alley at LA Live. And I was like, what's happening? Oh, it's Fashion Week. And Fashion Week is in this area. And to celebrate, we always do karaoke. And I was like, oh, my God. I just got my friends to do all this shit for free because they had their own clothing line. So it was oh. their opportunity to showcase it at L.A. Fashion Week. But it but was really was just the bowling alley <laughs> adjacent. Tell, all the dancers were like <laughs> real annoyed when they saw the venue. No. Like, oh. And I'm like emceeing it. Trying to be like, <laughs> Not walking, rolling. <laughs> right, right, right. Just walking down a boat. Wow. Yeah. Oh. And that makes it, a little, it stings a little harder when you involve, involve other, other people. people. Yeah. Like, and then my last one is, because I've also worked as a makeup artist, guys. And um, I showed up for this movie. It was an indie movie. And I had been doing this girl's makeup for a while. She's a TV actress. And I was like, yeah, I'll show up and do your thing. And they had a nudie scene. And I was like, oh, okay. And, you know, in Hollywood, and this is low budget, guys, so they don't have the fancy nude underwear. It was like they took a maxi pad, stuck it inside out, took the <gasps> sticky part of the maxi pad and stuck it to her little hoo-hoo. And that was her protection from his, you know, uh-huh. And then they put a sock on it. <laughs> You're like 12. <laughs> his. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Vagina and penis. <laughs> they just put a sock over his dick? Yeah. Okay. Isn't that normal? Is that normal? What is I don't know. I don't There's a nude one that's like specially for oh, this. But, but they, they just straight like... up used like an athletic sock. Okay. And so they were doing their thing, whatever. And he's supposed to be sweaty. So they're like, makeup. And I have my little, it's um, um like a silicone spray. And I had to like spray it on his butt. But then you got to spread it around. So I'm like, tap. <laughs> I'm out. But I kept on having to touch up his butt. Oh, I would say I would say yes to oh, that. Not no. He was cute. No, I don't even remember. I just know that I was like, oh my god, this is so awkward. That is so funny. Tap tap Exactly. Okay, I'll just go wash my hand. I'll be right back. I'm learning a lot on this. I'm so right. glad have I started me. out with all these things we found out about you. And I'm so glad you didn't say no to this and yeah. you had time because I know you're so busy. Um, and all of y'all, I'm glad that you didn't say no to us and you invited us into your ears, into your computers, whatever you do. Um, because this is so much fun. And I hope you're enjoying it as much as uh, we do. We have a Patreon, and yes. so soon enough, we're going to be putting more information. Yeah, so yes, please subscribe, all kinds of stuff that we'll have going on. And one of the perks that we are going to have is allowing you guys, we're going to do a raffle to come co-host with us via Zoom. So if you have a topic that's like burning that you want to talk about, then, you know. And leave a review. Yeah, leave oh, a review yeah, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. That's a big thing. That helps, okay. that helps them a lot. As in your Thank podcast, you. you leave a review, it's a big deal. Okay, yeah. and that's awesome. why we have him here. Okay, I think that wraps up today's show. Um, I don't. We're running out of time, but if you want to like quickly give us that quote to send us on our way, the quote. So I think I might have forgotten it, but <laughs> <laughs> hold on, I'm gonna check. Don't know, guys. A no. Yes and a no. So yes, yes and no. So dang it, it's something like success. <laughs> so that's today's podcast, you guys. Thank you so much for joining us. <laughs> My name is Allie Cona Bradford. Finding success is not through a yes. Finding success. <laughs> that is not the quote. You know what? She's fired. <laughs> Something like that. That's all you got to know. Okay. And cue the outro music. Love all right, guys. Big thank you. Adios. <laughs> Fail. Fail. I mean, all episode two, like you were saying so much. I'm going to have it memorized. I'm an actor. I mean, I'm terrible at that, but I, I didn't, you were like, I, we were even like talking, you were going to hunt. I've seen you. Yeah, I was trying to remember. I had it. I had it gone. Gone.